how are y'all doing out there tonight? I'm so excited to talk to you tonight because I got, I got some I got to see some live wrestling. Wrestling in person, folks, this past weekend. Can you believe it? Can you, and it was a great show. In Grappolo Reach put on by Fight Club. Blacky black 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 wrestling show. Very black company. It was appropriate. It's Black History Month. This is one of the blackest wrestling shows I've been to. And it was great. It was amazing. I absolutely loved it. Thank you so much to Lolo for bringing me in. I got to do a little bit, a little bit of ring announcing. Pre-ring announcing. I announced the ring announcer. I was the announcer for the ring announcer. I announced when the ring announcer came out, if that makes sense. But thank you all so, so much for joining us tonight on Culture. I have a very special guest coming in from Grapsity, one of the smartest wrestling podcasts out there. Tonight, we're going to be talking about black wrestlers, black professional wrestlers. Who's the GOAT of the black professional wrestling you know, class? We're going to be talking about Amazing Kong, JYD, Two Cold Scorpio. New Jack, Jazz, of course, Jacqueline. We're going to be talking about everybody. Sasha Banks. I can't talk about Sasha Banks because I haven't seen a lot of her stuff, but y'all can. Call in. The phone lines will be open anytime you want to call in, talk about wrestling, talk about black pro wrestling especially. But anything else, this is culture. We talk about anything. We talk about anything on culture. I'm your host, Leslie the Third. My special guest, Phil. I'm just waiting for him to hop in here whenever he's ready. But I'm so glad to see y'all. So glad to see more of you now that we're on Android now. Now that we're finally, finally, finally on Android, we got more people that can hop in. I'm, I, I never, I hope I never have to touch another iOS device again, honestly. Honestly, I, I'm tr so glad we're on Android. The, you know, the minion of, uh, the rule of iTunes over my life has ended. Apple invaded my life for a brief moment of time while I was doing the call-in show. But now, back on Android. Let me go ahead and shoot Phil a message. Let me see if he can get in. Folks, how did you enjoy that Dynamite tonight? What did you think of it? I dug it. I dug it a lot. I dug part, well, parts of it a lot. I will... One match in particular I absolutely love. And sit me over the moon. I might even be overrating the show just because I like the match so much. I love the Jade versus the Bunny match. I thought that match was tight as hell. I thought that was Jade's best match. It's not the Bunny's best match because she had that great match uh, a couple of weeks ago with the tag team match. The hardcore match. But I think that was Jay's best match. I thought it was so good. I liked the finish. I liked the, both the managers getting thrown out. And fa fans love seeing the managers get thrown out. That always gets a pop. I've never seen a manager get thrown out by a referee and then not get a pop. There's just something about that that works. And it worked twice in a row. You had two managers to get rid of. And fans went wild for both of them. I absolutely love the finish, the finish felt very slick, very tight. I thought that was a very good match for Jade. It showed Jade's 
challenged as a champion, as a wrestler, and having to overcome that challenge. I thought that was super cool. And I'm excited to see where her title reign goes. You can tell she's been training with Danielson. There's been reports that she's confirmed reports that she Jade has been training with Brian Danielson, the best in the world, and Jade is just getting better every single week. Being put on TV in long matches, very young in career in her career. You know, but she's on this hot streak. Similar to Goldberg, she referenced Goldberg tonight, and the fans kind of re- reacted very strongly to that. Some positively, some negatively. She did say who's next, then followed up with who's left. I dug that. I like the Goldberg reference. Because frankly, she's already better than Goldberg. She Jade is a better wrestler right now than Goldberg ever has been at any point in his career. Jay could go down as one of the all-time great black professional wrestlers, like uh, Bad News Brown slash Bad News Allen. Y'all remember him? Sadly, he's mostly known now, I think, for his for being the opponent of Rodney Piper at the WrestleMania, where Rodney Piper, R.I.P., wore half blackface he painted half his body black he was the baby face in this and Roddy Piper did half a blackface like half a Trudeau I guess that I guess in like 1991 that made you a baby face if you only go half seeds on the blackface let me see let me see if I can oh Phil's in now alright cool 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 all right, sorry, there was a little bit of mix-up with the link for some reason. Apps new folks. They're working out the kinks. All right, so we're inviting Phil in to speak. So I can stop about Roddy Piper's blackface and black history. This is supposed to be a celebration of blackness. We're not supposed to be talking about Roddy Piper. So Phil, uh, even though we love him, we love him. So Phil, how you doing? How's it going? I'm good. I was confused at first because I was like, how do you join the room? Oh, sorry, Phil. Can you say it one more time? I had you muted. My bad. <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. How are you doing, brother? I'm good. I'm good. I was a little confused. I've never used this app before. <laughs> yeah, it's brand new, but I like I like it a lot. It's like because it, it lets people call in, folks. If you want to dial in, you want to talk to me, you want to talk to Phil. Feel free to do so. But Phil, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell people about Grapsity. Uh, sure. Um. Uh... Rhapsody comes on every Saturday at noon Eastern time, and that's uh, hosted by me, Will Washington, and Righteous Reg. Um, it's kind of crazy. It's still fairly new show. Um, only been around since October, so it's what, like four months? But it's still one of, from, I really love the show because it's one of the smartest wrestling shows. Like, this is what, like, there's so many wrestling shows and podcasts and what have you. And a lot of them are just, like, very, like, not very sophisticated. But yours are, like, your commentary is so good, so intelligent. And I really, really dig it. Oh, man, I appreciate that. Yeah, so let's, so what did you think, before we dive into our main topic today, what did you think about AEW tonight? Uh, I thought it was great. I think um, 
they've had like three episodes in a row where it seems like they're getting their groove again. It's not like the show was terrible, but it did hit like a slump at one point. But now it seems like they're like um, running high all cylinders again. Um, I thought this was a great show. Yeah, what was your what what, was, what did you think about that Jade match? Um, I thought it was good. Um, I thought um, it was going slow for a minute, but I thought they ramped up after the whole uh, interference angle. Um, and I thought they had like a really good sequence right after that with the two super kicks and the reversal. Oh yeah, I really really dug the finish. The suit, like I really thought like for a second that uh that uh, the bunny was gonna like win and like take the title. I was like, whoa, they're gonna change things up. But Matt, that shows how good the match was. They even had me uh, convinced that Bunny could win this one. I what do you think? What do you think about that Jay Tay Conti uh match for Revolution? Um, well, I mean, I'm glad Jade is on the card um, because, I mean, she looks like a star. She's been getting better and better in ring. Um, one of the things I noticed in this match um, is she's introducing more and more of a ground game to her um, offense. And so, I man, I'm excited. I'm excited. Oh, yeah, that she's she had, she, more. yeah, she had that, a couple of arm bars, a couple of chicken wings uh, down there. I really, really liked it because you could just tell, like, she's so strong that it doesn't, it doesn't matter if she put the hold on like perfectly. She's just so strong, like a like when Brock Lesnar uh, or Shane Carwin in UFC, they didn't have the best technique, but they were just so goddamn strong they could put you in a hold and keep you there. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I'm glad she's getting a pay per view match. Um, I think Tay Conti's a good opponent because she's pretty popular, um, and I think it, it's. It says something about Tay because she's gotten two title matches at this point. I definitely think she's one. Oh, sorry, Phil. Are you still there? Sorry, I think I lost you, Phil. For some reason, sorry, Phil. I, I see you lighting up, but I don't hear you. Does it, the room, do you still hear Phil? Because I don't hear Phil. Hold on. Give, Can you hear okay. me? Now? Yeah, I got you now. Okay, that was weird. Yeah. Um, no, but I was just saying it, it definitely says something about uh, how much of a come up that Conti has made since she came to AAW. I feel like she's gotten better and better. This is her second title match now. Uh, man, her second pay-per-view match as well. Like, I think it's great for her. Yeah, yeah, I'm super excited for. It. I love the uh, the uh, what's her name of her finisher, the TKO, the little uh, like spinning kind of go to sleep knee. I dig it so much. I love I love her submission game too. I'm really looking forward uh, to this match. But let's get into our main topic of the day: best, greatest black pro wrestlers of all time i've got my thoughts i'm sure you have your, your thoughts phil audience you have your thoughts you want to call in throwing names as please feel free to do so give your take give your opinions tell us about the time maybe you you saw junkyard dog in mid-south wrestling or maybe the time you saw harlem heat in wcw tell me about your memories of seeing black pro wrestlers tell me who was the first black uh ch- champion that you got to see phil who was the who was your first favorite black pro wrestler 
Um, probably Rock, because, I mean, during the Attitude Era, like, Rock was, like, my favorite wrestler for a long time. What was it about the Rock that, like, you really dug? Um, I know it was just something about him, man. He just had this aura to him, man. It was, it was really easy to, uh, repeat all of the catchphrases. I mean, before we got into work rate and all, oh, the match has to be great. Like, man, you just, like, his... His catchphrases, his finishers, all of it was over. So the thing about The Rock is, though, right, that even though he is black, he's not he hasn't always been perceived as black. And this was controversial a couple of years ago when I forget the brother's name, but he uh, he wrote an article about the fact that WWE had never had a black world champion. Uh, if you, I, I mean, if you count The Rock, it, they would have, but. You know, his argument was basically that The Rock wasn't perceived as black by the audience. He wasn't promoted as black. So maybe he doesn't quite count as a black world champion. But I know when I was young, I thought of The Rock as black. But I don't really know if my white friends did. Uh, how? How? What's your take on that? Oh, Phil, I can't hear you again. There we go. Can you hear me now? Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Um, but yeah, I, I I definitely think that he wasn't always presented as black. Um, but his dad is black. Um, his dad is like a iconic black wrestler. Yes. Yeah, so um, man Rocky Johnson. Yeah, so yeah, I, I can understand some people that didn't always identify with him as black because he didn't always, you know, wear his blackness on his sleeve and the company didn't always present him as black. It's it's kinda like what they do with Bailey right now where Bailey is Latina, but they don't always present her as that way. Yeah, it's a lot about the perception. Even though he was in Nation of Domination, but eventually they put like Owen Hart in the Nation of Domination, uh, which is which you know didn't, I never quite understood and kind of got away from the black power vibe. But if I'm thinking who maybe is the blackest, who had the blackest gimmick and the blackest pro wrestler. It takes me to New Jack and the gangsters <laughs> and Mustafa and in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Now, I know everybody's heard by now the infamous O.J. Simpson promo, but that was just <laughs> one piece of a whole slew of stuff. And it's all on YouTube and available. And I really highly recommend people check it out. But New Jack, the, the the gangsters themselves, they would just say the most outlandish pro-black stuff that you can imagine in the deep, deep South and somehow survived and not get killed. I I can't believe the footage even now is amazing. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> New Jack is absolutely controversial. Um but yeah, he's one of those guys where when you think of black pro wrestlers, if you know, you know, like he's definitely, <laughs> he's definitely like, I, I, I'm almost like tempted to say cream of the crop, but. Yeah. Oh, yeah, in fact, I, I, go ahead and I'll, I'll play the clip right after. Uh, no, go ahead to the clip. All <laughs> right. I can't, so... I can't really do it justice. All right. Yes, here they are. We get our first opportunity to talk to them. The new tag team on the block of Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Impressive they are, the gangsters. New Jack. Let me tell you something. 30 years ago, we would have been strung up 
in somebody's tree, getting hung for beating two white boys the way we just did. But now you might want to come out here and put some belts on us. But the only belts we gonna be wearing around here is a tag team belt. Let me tell you something. I don't like being up here. I was getting out of my car. I slipped and fell. It's a tobacco spit. And you know what I'm saying? Nothing but rednecks up here. Nothing but geeks up here. Nothing but coal miners up here. Chicken farmers. Clansmen. I don't like nobody but my partner. You understand? I don't care who you line up in front of me. I'm going to show you how bad New Jack and Mustafa is. You want to talk about violence? Violence to you might be pushing by the figure four. Violence to me is taking a can of gas and pouring it on you and setting you on fire. Like me or not, I didn't come up here to be like, I came up here to get paid. And whoever you put in front of me, I'm going to drop yeah, you down. Yeah. I'd like to send a special yeah, yeah. shout out to my homeboy, OJ Simpson. Oh, Keep up the good work, baby. Two less, we got to worry about. Yeah. You understand? Keep up the good work. Louis Farrakhan will be the next president. Yeah. Snoop Dogg, we know you're innocent. You called me last night. You understand? Get ready, smoking mouth, because we're going to set this place on fire. All right, fans, there they are. The team to be heard from. It's such an unbelievable clip from Smoky Mountain Wrestling, from Jim Cornette's promotion of all people. The black, black is black is most pro-black hill stable you can imagine. I was thinking about them because, of course, the Nation of Domination was kind of like a watered-down version of this. But, man, New Jack, one of a kind, was would say anything, would do anything uh, in the ring. Yeah, definitely one of a kind. I don't think you could get away with any of that today. <laughs> not not at all, not at all. But probably for the best, probably for the... But it's still great, like, in this moment when people were the hottest about like things like the OJ Simpson trial. Like he was saying this in wrestling and it was just like that was what wrestling was. You were supposed to push these hot button topics. Man, wild, wild times. Uh but yeah, New Jack, probably one more violent. Uh what certainly on the pantheon of all time black wrestlers. Maybe not in for his in ring work, but as far as his, his character, yes. But Phil, who do you think maybe is in ring wise, the greatest black pro wrestler. Ooh, in ring, um, man, uh, I don't know. I mean, you you break up legends like Norman Smiley's up there for sure. Um, man, you look at right now like Gresham is Gresham's incredible. Gresham's incredible. You some look. I think of someone like Two Cold Scorpio. And, you know, his career and the different styles he's done, he's certainly up there. I think someone like, you know, Jazz and Kong, who I hope I'll talk about a little bit more, also yeah. incredible uh, in-ring uh, talented, so very underrated, I think, as, as well uh, as just in-ring uh, workers. I think in general, black wrestlers aren't given a lot of credit for their in-ring style. I think it's similar to, like, other sports where, you know, White athletes are, you know, considered more thought. Like white athletes are considered more thoughtful and more technical, and black athletes are just considered more athletic. But like, there's a lot yeah. of. I, I feel like that translates in wrestling too, as well. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, and that's why I said Gresham, because Gresham is like one of the he's one of the best technical wrestlers in the world right now. I mean, in ring, I'd also throw Sheldon Benjamin in there like he's he was amazing. And he's one of those guys that I thought for sure should have been world champion. Oh, yeah. At his peak. And it just never happened. Yeah, I, I mean, I, 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 I was at uh, the Fight Club show and someone and I asked a few of the wrestlers like who they thought was the greatest pro wrestler. Uh, by Parissa of all time, and someone mentioned Sheldon Benjamin. It's like, yeah, he's like absolutely incredible wrestler and a credible athlete, but also like a great like wrestler. He had really good matches in WWE at a time when they didn't always have great matches, and he did this uh, consistently. So, and I've seen him on the independent scene have absolutely amazing matches as well roh all like a new japan i think he spent some time and he just had he's just an absolutely amazing talent who just had this ceiling placed above him that seems to exist for no other reason than simply the fact that he was you know black yeah i agree man he he uh in my opinion had one of the best tv matches i've ever seen with hbk um he had that great match with uh jericho i think that was the title match at uh taboo tuesday that was really good um and then like you said he had the match and he had the stuff in new japan with suzuki goon um he had the tag team with um mvp over there was dope yeah he's to me he's had a legendary career yeah i mean i'm thinking of you know kind of underrated talents that spend a lot of time in wb but someone who did win a world title ron the truth killing former NWA champion. I feel like not, a peop- not as many people know this as they should. I've always been a fan of Ron Killings, a.k.a. R. Truth. I've always thought he was very underrated in the ring. I'm not sure. I, haven't, I don't watch WWE recently, so I'm not... I don't. Please don't hold... If he's been having bad matches for the past <laughs> five years, please do not hold it against me. I'm only talking about, you know, what I saw of him in TNA and ROH some. I like. I always dug his style and thought he was like a really like unique personality and like super like just an intense like a just a a star like someone like you just want to watch and you want to see. Yeah, I agree. I liked him when he was K Quick. I thought he was the he was the best aspect of that act with Road Dog. Oh yeah, he was so he like he made like and he was one like WWE is always doing the rap gimmick. Always, always, always doing the always. rap. But he's he actually made it kind of work for him, like because he could actually rap a little bit, and he actually like he was actually into it, and he actually made it work. Like one, he one of the few singing and dancing uh, gimmicks that actually works because it actually fit him uh, as a person. But I, yeah, I'm, and continuing down the WWE hole, Booker T, Stevie Ray, Harlem Heat. Someone mentioned to me um, that they were probably the greatest black tag team of all time. If not, you know, maybe New Day it, you want to consider in there as well. But what do you think about Booker T on the all-time list? Because I've actually thought for a while, like, if you actually look at his matches and his work over the years and the things he's been in, like, man, he's really high up there. Yeah, he's definitely got to be considered one of the black best black champions, best black wrestlers, excuse me. Um, but yeah, because I mean, you look at his career, two-time Hall of Famer, uh, his work with WCW, uh, the tag team run. Um, I mean, even the King Booker stuff, even though it kind of got corny 
but it was a good run for him. He made it work. Let me tell you something. I loved King Booker. That was one, that might be the last thing in WWE I legitimately liked. I I remember I saw him at a live show, and it was him with Charmel. Charmel, one of the most gorgeous people in the world, absolutely amazing, vibrant person. She comes out in all her regalia. Booker T comes out in his robe, and he's doing the posh thing and the British thing. And someone has an anti-Booker like Booker T sign right in the front row. And Booker T just grabs the sign, rips it into eight perfect pieces, and then <laughs> throws it in the air like confetti. And I swear it, it takes 30 seconds falling down. It looked like he made his own pyro. It was amazing. I couldn't <laughs> believe it was so perfect. And like I was like, at one from that moment on, I will always have fond memories of King uh, Booker, no matter how silly it got. Yeah, man. No, I, I like King Booker. I think it was it was intentionally uh, kind of corny and co- intentionally on the nose, but I thought most of it was funny. Yeah, it's one of the few. Like it's one of those things. That, it's one of those things where WWE always tries to do gets wrong, but this time it worked. Maybe it's just because they had a black wrestler doing it. Because they've tried to do this before and it didn't work. But speaking of things that didn't work, but the black wrestlers made it work. Phil, I haven't watched them. But you're going to have to tell me about this new day. Because as I remember when they first debuted, people were not very <laughs> happy with the gimmick or the presentation. I recall a few C words thrown around. Mm. But it's turned around and like they're the most beloved people in all of professional wrestling. What happened? How did New Day become this massive thing uh man i would say that new day is probably one of the best stables ever i think that they took something that could have easily flopped with this preacher gimmick and they made it their own and they got further and further away from the initial stuff that they were doing and it got over because they were genuine especially once they were heels when they were heels i feel like that's when they really got over um and I really like the story behind it of Woods in real life and in character deciding like, hey, these are two guys that I know are really good, but the company's not doing that much with them. So, hey, let's co- let's come together and let's make something great. And I mean, you can't argue with the results. I mean, longest reigning tag champions, um, what, 11 championship reigns at this point, um, two world champions among them, a king of the ring among them. I mean... Man, the achievements they've made, they've managed to get together is just really incredible. All right. And speaking of achievement, well, before we do that, folks, remind you, the lines are open. If you want to call in, give us a name. You want to talk about the greatest black pro wrestler of all time. Who are, who are some of your favorites? What are some of your memories? If you want to talk about AEW, if you want to call in about anything at all, actually, because this is culture. We do everything here. We do music movies books video games i'm so pumped for elden ring i'm so excited i'm so excited i'm probably going to do a call in just on elden ring while playing elden ring i'm super pumped for that if you want to talk about that feel free to call in anybody wants to call in just hit the line up but speaking of achievements in professional wrestling one of the greatest ones ron simmons win the wcw title from big van vader with that power slam widely considered, I think, the first black national wrestling champion in the United States. Ron Simmons winning WCW title. A moment I remember fondly, you know, put on 
ironically enough, again, we mentioned Jim Cornette. This was done by Bill Watts. Bill Watts, who I think is fair to say is a racist, um, objectively. <laughs> and, and, and that's not me trying to insult him or put him down or say anything bad about the man. That's just staying the fact. But he said he did this because he said, you know, Ron Simmons helped him understand the black profession, the pro- black professional athlete. And he also said, you look at rest at every other sport, basketball, football, baseball, black athletes dominate, except for professional wrestling. And that makes wrestling look fake. <laughs> there is no black champions because black black people are very prominent in other sports. And so he ends up putting this title on Ron Simmons, um, and it's just a historic moment in professional wrestling. It's always made me a huge fan of Ron Simmons, but it hurts me to my core that Vince McMahon promised Ron Simmons the same thing in WWE but never delivered. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Um, which, I mean, it feels like Ron should have gotten another title reign at some point, um, but unfortunately, that's kind of thing with a lot of Black World Champions where a lot of them don't get a second reign outside of the rock, um, which is unfortunate. I mean, I mean, well, Jay Lethal as well. Um, I mean, I'm sure you could, you know, look at others, but with WWE and some of the bigger promotions, like it's usually like a one-time reign and that's it. Yeah. I actually, you know, WCW, I really thought it was the second time Booker, the first time Booker T won, I was like, okay, this is kind of a fluke, right? Cause you know, especially at that time in WCW, Almost anybody could win the belt, and I didn't know how committed they were to him. But the second time he went, I'm like, that's pretty cool, actually. Like, I kind of, like, they actually made him, you know, a true, you know, main event or true face of the company. You would go, because, I mean, people loved him. Obviously, it was the fans that made him that, but WCW got behind it. That was one of the few highlights of the latter era of WCW was Booker T and his multiple uh, reigns. Jeff Jarrett's multiple reigns not as fun for me personally, but uh, some <laughs> people uh, may uh, disagree. Yeah, I agree. I think Booker towards the end he was he was the biggest star in the company towards the end. Uh, well, at least with everybody gone. Um, and I just hated that he got brought into WWE and then people started to make him, compare him too much to The Rock. And then he did that Triple H a uh, few that was oh. just oof. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, I at least he got the the reign as as King Booker. But it still feels like they could have done so much more with him. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So we have a call on the line. Shane, thank you so much for joining us. Go ahead, unmute whenever you're ready at the bottom of the screen. Hey, what's on, going on, y'all? Hey, how's it going? Uh, it's going pretty well. So uh, this one, I think it's gonna, you know. Uh, kind of touches on some recent news in the world of wrestling my because my personal favorite black wrestler uh right now the last few years has been uh swerve shrink uh, oh yeah that's been my guy for a few years now and um um that got the aw news um if you know what's everyone how y'all feeling about swerve's uh recent run like where he's headed some of the moves he's been making and what's uh what's next for him I am super excited to hear they signed with AEW. I, I've he's someone that I haven't seen a lot of that I want to see more of. And I hope I see him on AEW. Now, with the caveat, man, it's a packed roster already. It is Cody Khan. 
Give me the book for AEW Dark. I'll even make it the black show. All right. I'll do it. I'll make it. I'll put all the black wrestlers on there and I'll just book it. All right. I like here. The thing I love about Tony Khan, just the fact that is that all he is is just a fan. Right. He's just a guy who posted on the same message boards we all did. And he still is like a better booker than Vince McMahon. So we can throw all the bullshit out the window. The fans can book. Just let the fans book dark. Let them do something. But please, please, please make room on the other shows so that we have room for people like Swerve to show what they can do with those, that limited three hours you have. But uh, Phil, what do you think about the signing of Swerve? I am super excited. I was um, I was ready for him to leave. I hated that um, everything went the way it did with him and Hit Row and that he got released. Um, but I thought it was a blessing in disguise for him because I just felt like they never really got Swerve. Um, that was a guy that came in, and, and I was about to say, in my opinion, it really isn't even in my opinion, just he was the hottest free agent Oh yeah, in wrestling when they signed him. Yes. Um, considering like all the stuff he did with the Fly, MLW, um, he was hot. He was red hot when oh, they yeah. signed him. And I felt like they just really squandered the year he had. And then he just got cold for a while. Then the hit row stuff happened. And the hit row stuff, I didn't feel like they gave it a chance to get as hot as it could with NXT before they pulled him off and tried to bring in the SmackDown. Let um, me let me I tell you really something. Like I'm a big WWE hater. When I saw y'all people start talking about hit row, I was like, shit, that actually was kind of dope. I was like, damn, that actually might actually get really popular. I could not believe that they would get rid of that because that seemed like something that was actually contemporary and could work and you yeah. had someone like easy money it did um i thought it was cool i think i thought it was unique we don't get a lot of um hip-hop gimmicks that they allow you know black wrestlers to do and it's not you know like we said earlier it's the sing song the the dancing and jovial type of stuff it's actually taken seriously and I thought he should have stayed in NXT with that stable longer and really, like, went for the, the main title. And, man, let the other members go for the tag titles. You know, do what you did with Undisputed Era. Let them have a real run with it. And so when they didn't do that and they put them on SmackDown, I immediately got scared. And I was like, I don't know, man. It just feels like this is too soon. And then, you know, next thing you know, BFAB got released and then, you know, turned into a house of cards. Um but, man, super excited for Swerve. I think he is a great, um, multi-talented guy. Uh, makes good music. He's a good wrestler. Um, I think he's going to start trying to do some acting soon. Super excited for what he does next. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And he, it's easier to do all that multiple stuff outside the system, hopefully. Um, but, Shane, thank you uh, so much uh, for bringing up uh, that. What would you like to see from Swerve in AEW? You know, you know, something that I um thought about with Swerve is like when he got signed to NXT, like I feel like they didn't like that, like he was signed for a while before they even like really used him. I feel like, mm-hmm. and like, I think the first time they used him was for that, like uh, I think it was the breakout tournament, and I think yeah. like he lost. And he like, lost the first, the first round. round. <laughs> he lost the first round, and I was like, ah oh, man, like I, that's already when I knew it was like oh, I don't like I don't like where that's headed. Um, and so like, yeah, like he, like you're totally right though. Like he was like, like the hottest, like the hottest free agent and like with like, cause like he became like the face of like Defy, like Defy became like, you know, 
like one of my favorite promotions because of just of watching Swerve. Like he had the the Shaka Khan entrance, like which was awesome. Oof. Everyone, oh was, yeah, like, ain't no, like yeah, ain't nobody. Um, so like I feel like he's a guy that like like he should absolutely be like the star that he is, and I just feel like a lot of like why like him getting held back a lot in the WWE like while he was there, I feel like kind of makes me like you know kind of worried that like he won't like um he i don't know that peep that um i guess that he won't be used like like he could be and like he won't you know have um i guess the same momentum as some of the bigger signings because i feel like he didn't get to really be swerved like you were saying oh so, my like i wonder how oh like i wonder oh, you're how back you now. feel like yeah about that oh what's up oh, oh you were breaking up at the end there oh sorry sorry but yeah like i was just saying um I thought like he didn't get that real chance in NXT and like in the WWE and how they used him. So I always wonder if like he's gonna be just kind of get lost in the shuffle with like how packed that roster is because like I really think he's got that just world champion like just everything. Like I think he can do it. Yeah, yeah. he he has I, everything. I I would love to see him go to the top, absolute top. Yeah, the thing that gets me excited about Swerve and Keith Lee as well is. Um, you heard a lot in the first two years or so that AEW didn't book black champions as, you know, good singles competitors. There was nobody in their title picture that was black. And, you know, some of the pushback to that would be people saying, oh, well, you know, they didn't sign anybody that as big of a name that you could put in the title picture right now. And so I feel like Keith Lee and Swerve are kind of a litmus test for them because they're they're ready. They're big enough right now where you could – you could slide them into that title picture within this year. Not to say they should be champion this year, but you could at least do things with them to get them ready for that. Yeah. Here's my controversial Keith Lee take. I hope he never wins the title, but he should never lose a match unless it's a title match. Not even once in AEW should he ever lose unless it's for the world title, but he should never win the world title. Keep him as a yeah. big, He should be like their Andre the Giant. Doesn't have to, he doesn't need the title. What does he need to do with the title? He doesn't need it. I think it would be really interesting because Keith Lee he's our, is there and he's already in a ladder match. Um, and you see everybody else who's in a ladder match. Um, Hobbs is in the match, Ricky Stark, um, Wardlow. I think it'd be really interesting if Swerve was the final member of that ladder oh, sorry, match. Oh, sorry, Phil. You're breaking up a little bit. That, can you yeah. hear me? No, I was just saying, I think it'd be really interesting if Swerve was the final member of that ladder match. Oh, okay. 100%. 100%. Absolutely. Well, Shane, thank you so much for the call. We're going to get Andrew in here. Thank you. But don't be a stranger. Please call back absolutely anytime. Thanks, y'all. All right, Andrew, how's it going? Sorry, I'm not sure. The app is not showing. Let me see. I'm trying to get it in. It's not reacting for some reason. All right, Andrew. Yeah, you should be on now. Go ahead. Unmute yourself wherever you're ready to talk. It should be good now. Sorry for, about that, folks. New app. Some a little bit technical difficulties, but I really like it so far. I like that people can call in. I like that we can talk about anything, any day. But, Andrew, are you there? Feel free to unmute yourself whenever you are ready. Phil, though, we've been talking about some of the greatest black male wrestlers of all time. 
We haven't talked about the women as who do you think is the greatest black female wrestler of all time? Um, I mean, historically, uh, you have to throw names in there. Like, uh, I know you said Kong earlier. Um, you'd have to throw like Jazz in there. Jazz was one of my favorites. Um, I I throw Sandy Parker in there. Like, I think she was way ahead of her time. Um, one of the first women to win a world title. Um, and she was openly gay at that time as well. Um. And I mean, as far as now, I would say Sasha Banks is in there. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like Bianca's finally at a place where she's having a good run. Um, mm, try to think. I mean, well, right now, contemporarily, uh, I think Athena is probably uh, one of the most best in the world. I don't know what she's been doing WWE. When I used to see her in the Indies and ACW, she was just so amazing. So athletic. She reminded me a lot of ACH, another great black professional wrestler who were just so smart in the ring and they combined it with the just next level athleticism. And it was just wonderful uh, to see both of them. My all time favorite black female wrestler. Gotta be amazing, Kong. I love Kong because I love Joshi. I love how she went over there and just kicked so much ass. She went to the hardest place in the world to train to be a professional wrestler in the dojo of Zenjo. They don't, where they don't take no shit. It's not no fun. And she went there and she survived and thrived and became just an amazing wrestler. I think incredibly underrated as a wrestler because people just kind of respect her as a character. But man, she is a great, great wrestler too. And even back then in her and, and the Joshi is uh, her matches with uh, Aja Kong, uh, mm-hmm. who's also a black wrestler herself. And maybe, you know, we might say she was probably the greatest all time black female uh, wrestler uh, in the contention. But you also have Jazz, who's absolutely amazing from her early ECW days, where she was doing this high flying to this hard hitting stuff she did to WWE, where she was like bringing a real different style to that women's division that they just did not have at the time um, and made like the divas matches worth watching. Even sometimes like jazz used to have legit, le- legitimately good matches during like the low points of WCW, uh, WWE's, you know, women's division, which a lot of these women have had to do uh, Jacqueline uh, as well, who is a great uh, wrestler and had a long history of wrestling before WWE uh, known as Miss Texas uh, uh, previously at and but also like a great manager and also a great wrestler so many so many talented uh women out there yeah agreed um man um but yeah i agree um i think people uh take for granted just how good kong was in ring um just during that tna run she was great um some of the indie stuff she did after that was really good Oh, I loved uh, her in Shimmer. She was so I loved. It. She absolutely killed it uh, in Shimmer. Had some great matches with Mission. Yeah, um, yeah. So many things that you can go and look up on YouTube. She had like great matches with Diana Perrazzo. Um I think that was for uh, women's. I think that was for WWR. I think she had two good matches there. Um, yeah, can't say enough good things about Kong. Um, Man, I think right now, I think I would also put Trisha Dora in there. It's kind of early, but I think the run she's had is just incredible. Um, 
I just would love to see more of her on network television because I think she's just such a hidden gem that more people should see. Now, I, let's talk about a f- big free agent right now, someone who I think might be the biggest free agent in wrestling right now, Mia Yim. Absolutely stellar wrestler, one of my favorite wrestlers. I haven't, did, I, from what I know, didn't get to do a whole lot in WWE, but man, when I would see her in Shimmer and Shine and ACW, in in Japan, killed it every single fucking time I ever saw her wrestle. Absolutely adore her as a wrestler, and I hope she gets like a really really great run because I think she could go down as an all time great if she's given the opportunity. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to seeing where she ends up. I thought I saw somewhere that she's basically a lock for AEW, um, but they haven't announced it. I haven't seen that it made official anywhere. Um, but I think she would be great in that women's division. Yeah, I absolutely think. And she's someone who I think has something that a lot of the, she has more experience than a lot of the women in that division. And she just has like, I don't know, just like an ed, a real edge to him, like kind of like Deeb has, you know. And I think she's someone who can make, go in and make an immediate impact and immediately, you know, challenge for the title in a way. And like, I don't think did WWE ever make her look bad or did they just not use her that much? I don't think they ever made her look bad. I just think that she ended up in situations that she never quite recovered from. Like, I think putting her in that title match with uh, Charlotte on NXT was kind of weird because Charlotte just beat her and that was just kind of it. And then, then she got put in retribution and retribution was just kind of a dud and it just, I don't know. It just never really lived up to any potential. It just, and then it just went away. Unfortunate. So, Andrew, do we have you? Feel free unmute yourself at the bottom of the screen whenever you're ready. I understand if you're having some technical difficulties. This is a brand new app. We're doing live radio, folks. Hey, I hear you. I hear you. How's it going? Oh, my God. Okay, I got it to work. I'm so sorry for the floor. Oh, no problem. No problem. At- it's live radio, folks. Anything can happen. <laughs> Andrew, thank you so much for joining us. How's it going? Thank you. I'm I'm doing well. Thank you so much. I just wanted to say, Leslie, I'm a huge fan of uh, everything you do, and Phil, I'm a big fan of your your podcast and uh, appreciate you and, and your Twitter account. I just want to say that right off the bat. Appreciate you. Uh, oh, thank it's you so funny. much. <laughs> it's always funny when people are like, "Oh, they're like," because I meet people sometimes and they don't know I do anything else. Sometimes they only know the Twitter, and I'm like, "It's so bizarre to me." <laughs> <laughs> No, of course. That's very. Uh, but uh, th- so the question I wanted to or I wanted to throw it in. I also want to say that uh, when I was growing up, I was a huge, um, uh, huge Bobby Lashley fan. Uh, okay. Uh, growing yeah. up, I don't know. I just thought he had. I, I mean, because I grew up in a totally uh, WWE environment. I never watched WCW. Never watched ECW. Uh, and he just seemed like the perfect package to me, and it was always baffling to me that nothing really ever came of him. Yeah. I always thought he was going to be the, I was, I just always thought he was the, uh, I thought he, I thought he had a really good run with TNA. Um, he absolutely was impact. And, and I, I like the run he's been on recently. I thought he had a good reign up, up to uh, losing the title to Big E. Um, I don't know what the most recent stuff is. It seems like he's hurt, but I thought he had a good run up to that. Oh no, oh. no. I just meant early on. I thought he could have, 
done more. But what I want yeah. to ask is, uh, with I, I know a lot of people are talking about like uh, Powerhouse Hobbs in the in the Revolution match. Do you think it's too early, like pull the trigger on him, or do you think you trust an AEW that if he doesn't, you know, you know, if he doesn't win in the next little while, that he can just keep kind of building his momentum? Uh, is kind of my question. Ah, uh, hmm, hmm. Good question. Good question. And it bringing back to Bobby Lashley where, like, WWE just never pulled the trigger on him early. And then he had that TNA run, which was monstrous. I would actually say, if you got a free Saturday afternoon, go back and watch some of that Bobby Lashley TNA stuff. That's some of the best stuff you'll ever see. It made it turned me from a TNA lifelong hater, I would spit, <laughs> spit when I say the name TNA, to actually liking the show and really enjoying it. <laughs> I would highly recommend it. He absolutely mm-hmm. killed it there. But, man, th- with the Hobbs question, I don't know. It's n- I don't think it's his time yet. I don't think it's his time yet. Is it his time to challenge and lose? Would I bother doing that with him? Maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know what Tony's plans are right now. It seems like we have – I don't know if, it, if they're if, – if, if, I don't know how long, what they're doing with Adam, uh, with Adam Page – I know Adam Cole is probably not going to win, but I don't know. I I would rather I, – I think it maybe is too soon for Hobbs. I'd rather somebody else win and lose to Adam Page, if, if that's what – maybe that's my feeling on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I don't want to say it's too soon, but I do think it's a good sign that so many fans seem to really like Hobbs. I know the week when they were saying – they the qualifying match was announced, and I was like, uh – I don't know who's going to win this, but I like both guys. I really like Dante. And I was like, hey, if, if you're going to put Dante in a ladder match and let him do some cool stuff, I'm, I'm here for it. And there were so many people that responded and was like, no, Hobbs has to win this match. We want to see Hobbs win this match. And I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think he's going to win a ladder match. I think that I think that you can still do so many good things with Team Taz because Team Taz is over. Um, he's got time. Um, I mean... I don't know. I don't know what the next move is for him, but I I trust them enough at the moment to be patient. Yeah, like uh, I feel like people get there's a certain impatience built into being a wrestling fan, a certain anxiety, but that's only because WWE is like uh, abusive towards you as a fan and uh, towards as wrestlers. Like, yeah, if someone isn't on TV, that probably means that they will get fired in WWE. That's not necessarily the case. <laughs> in AEW, right? Like, people can go away for months, come back, and it's not really, like, a thing or a problem for them. It's built into the system. So I I, I feel like, you know, you can take your time. And also the idea that everybody has to be a champion because WWE will straight up, even if you win the world title, they'll fire fire you. So it's like, (laughs) if you're not winning the title, you might as well be, like, in the unemployment line. That's not, I don't think that's how AEW is going to work. I just... I don't think a lot. I think a lot of people that people think should would need to win the world title to legitimize themselves in WWE maybe don't need to win the world title in AEW. They can run a different sort of kind of company where like less people are the champions, and also like people aren't always worried about getting fired if they're not the world champion. Yeah, I I think he's in a good place character wise. I I've seen several times where. He's in the background of a segment, and he kind of steals the segment. Um, yeah, I, I really like his whole gimmick showing up in the fur coat. I I, I love the overalls. Um, I I think he's 
I think they've got something with him. Um, it might not be time to make him like TNT champion or champ yet, but I think it's coming. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be a day when it's just going to be him, and we're just going to like he's just going to be the guy. I feel like it. It feels like how ECW used to book guys. It was like a guy would kind of start off basic, but then he and he'd be the, like a side character, but then he would get some new gear, maybe start wearing sunglasses, bring out a hat. Now he's got a fur coat, and now all of a sudden he's like in the main event, and like everybody knows who he is. And I think that's kind of the path that Hobbs is on, where he's just like becoming a real star uh, over the over these weeks and months. With not always with his wrestling, not always just by winning matches, but just with his like presence and his aura, and always like being in the mix of it, and people like being like legit scared of him and having to deal with him as. Yeah, man. I I think he's done some cool stuff within this first year, though. I thought he had uh, one of the best matches with CM Punk. Oh yeah. Um, I think he I think he does all of his stuff really well in the ring. I think his big moves look great. I think his facials are great. Um, yeah, I think there's a future for him. I just don't think he's gonna win a ladder match at Revolution. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it was just exciting to see him and Keith Lee standing to get across from one another because, like, six months ago. Three, no one would have thought that would happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, never. But it's nice to see, really nice to see that moment. For sure. No, thank you guys so much for answering uh, that question. Um, and I can I add one more to throw in after? If oh, okay. please. Yeah, I was just kind of curious. Like, I, when you talk about, like, uh, black wrestlers right now, I think my favorite right now is Leo Rush. And I wonder where you guys think, like, where would you most like to see him turn up, like, once... Like where do you think you could see him thrive the most? Because I uh, and I'll I'll I guess I'll just hang up and take that off the air. All right, well, thank, thank you, you so thank much. Thank you both for so much for for listening to me. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much for calling in. I mean, my answer was AEW, but I don't know now. Um, Dragon Gate would be kind of cool. Like if you spend some time in Japan, I think that would be pretty neat. Um. I've always said I want him to be the first um, IWGP junior heavyweight champion. Um, and so I would love to see him go back to Japan. I want him to get the match with Hiromu. I think that's the way to go. All right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He did have some time in New Japan. I just thought Dragon Gate just because he dresses like a, a guy from Dragon Gate. And he he kind of does. Yeah. But, uh, folks, we're nearing the end of our show. I think we're out of callers and we're out of time but bill thank you so much for joining me it's been wonderful uh talking to you can you please tell people where they can find grapsity um you can find grapsity on fightful's youtube channel again that's saturdays at noon eastern um you can follow us on twitter at grapsity pod um you can follow me on twitter at phil dl 616 all right folks that was culture have a good night peace